Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Hey, Beth. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm Good. Have you? You're still 40. <laughs> still yeah. 40 over here. So you're still recovering from that. Um, and are you still recovering from our texturing last night? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm totally in the dark about it. <laughs> so um, I sent Beth this picture last night of my bedding on the floor in front of my bed. Essentially, um, when I make my bed, as I mentioned to Beth earlier, this is not an, an everyday habit, but when I make the bed, Emery and I will like roll the whole thing like with the pillows in down the bed and just like put it the down decorative on the bench. pillows, right? The decorative pillows, yes. Right, okay. Just take the, the corner and just roll everything down and just leave it there on the bench at the end of the bed. But something was on the bench, so it ended up on the floor. And so that was Tuesday night. And yesterday, last night, which was Wednesday night, right? Mm-hmm. I finally actually noticed this because it's still on the ground because I did not make my bed yesterday. <laughs> and I was I had it Langdon in the bathtub in my bathroom. And so I was walking out of the bathroom and I just stopped and looked and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a freaking dead body in my bedroom. <laughs> looks like I rolled him up in the bedding. <laughs> That's waiting. what it looks like, she said. <laughs> yes, it looks like. <laughs> just a coincidence, I'm like, said. <laughs> Why does it look like there's a dead body in my bedroom? <laughs> it really Animal did. Animal yeah. texturing like of... I don't know anything. I'm deleting this text. (laughs) Came through. But I did say I was going to text her husband for a proof of life picture to like, (laughs) like, excuse me, be be right back. I'm just going to go text Emery really quick. (laughs) Make sure he's not in that blanket tortilla. Oh, then she's like, he's at a happy hour with friends. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> Definitely going to be too busy to answer me. <laughs> so we we have made a couple memes out of it, actually, um, and we will be posting those so that you can have reference as to what yeah. kind of picture. We may, and possibly we may the texturing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We may post the texturing because it's really crazy and very like. If tell me you like true crime without telling me you like true crime kind of thing. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> is really so good. true. Yeah. <laughs> they may have to be two separate posts <laughs> so you can enjoy them both. So. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned for those this week. We'll do that after this episode drops. Yes. Yes. So anyway. Hey guys, while we have your ear, thank you so much for telling your friends about us. So yeah. nice when you do that. We had such a nice response to last week's case on Caleb. People who really are invested in the town and seeing justice for him, really cool. And they told their friends and they shared us on Facebook and it's so nice. So thanks for doing that. Yeah. We really and like we can it. notice, like, we notice it too, that it's not like they're just like blowing smoke or anything. We can see it in the listens. Like, it's obvious that mm-hmm. we're getting you know, more listens than usual in a day or whatever. So it's, it is, it's so nice. And like, you know, we appreciate it. And it's like the nicest compliment because it is, I mean, we love your reviews, but the fact that you are liked it enough to say, Hey, listen to this. Mm-hmm. We like them. It's very cool. It means, it means a lot. Yeah. It's grow in the very closet cool. sister club. We like it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Snyder, we're still going. Still in our closets. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're never coming out. 
No. Mm -mm. We've had several conversations just this week about how people really do suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah they so do. get in there. Get in there and hide. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> anyway. Is it um, crime time? I think it might be crime time. I don't think we have anything else, right? No other updates for – No more house. I mean, it's going to be Thanksgiving soon. But that's not this week. <laughs> yeah. But it's Probably coming. No. It is coming. So you better you better so, get rid of that um body thing of laundry in your bed. <laughs> that well, bed I hired somebody your... to get rid of it while I'm out of town. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> now putting it out there in the world. There's no getting out of this. <laughs> they find it. Nope. They're gonna be like, oh, we gotta come after her. <laughs> yeah, me deleting Anyways, my text. That's not gonna help you now. No. Mm -mm. No, it's not. So anyway, but well, I guess, are you ready for my crime? I'm ready. Um, okay. This is a listener suggestion. It is from Nicole, but not Irish Nicole, who oh. I thought it was. Um, this is Nicole. Her Instagram is nfire. Okay. That, yeah. Anyway. So thank you, Nicole, for sending this in. And here's your story. This is the story of Christy and Kenneth Manzanares. Can I just mention this one time that I'm doing for the second week in a row? A Christy. A Christy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, how weird is that? But anyway. <clears throat> so there isn't a whole lot out there on the early life of Kenneth. But Christy was born on October 30th. Close to your birthday. Yes. She's a Scorpio. A little older than you, though. 1977. Scorpio season. Okay. Well, well, there you go. The end. <laughs> the end of it. So she was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, which we all know where that is. It's not a really secure, uh, obscure place that I have to explain where that is. But she had two brothers, Dallas and Cody. The family moved to Sunnyside, Utah, which is about two hours southeast of Salt Lake City. And this is where Christy grew up. She attended East Carbon High School. She played numerous sports and was a part of several clubs. And she was also named Miss Viking of her graduating class. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that that's a big thing. I was going to say, what is that? <laughs> they are the Vikings. And so, oh. you know, like, I don't want to, like, equate it to, like, homecoming queen, but, like, something like that, I guess, or just, like, you know, the end of the school year at graduation, Miss Viking, because she was amazing. So um, that's where she met Kenneth Manzanares. The two were high school sweethearts from the age of 17. Apparently, they also had their first child at 17. So this was like a quick, you know, something happened, an oopsie, whatever. Uh, they had Kaylee, and she had autism and, or has autism and cerebral palsy, according to reports that I've read. The two young parents did not let a baby at a young age and a special needs baby at that slow them down. Christy and Kenneth married on August 27th of 1999. Christy also was in the process of receiving her associate's degree from the College of Eastern Utah and then went on to Southern Utah University, where she earned her bachelor's degree in family and consumer sciences. Wow. 
Yes. Which if you don't know what that is, that's basically like you can teach vocational home economics programs, various grades, but usually in high school. Actually, Isaiah took that in middle school too. Oh, they're still <clears throat> home ec? Yeah, but they call it like this family and and consumer sciences program. Cool. So um, anyway, so basically like they have a baby at an early age, but they, you know, they weren't like high school dropouts. They they kept on going. They took care of their child. Especially like you said, a special needs baby. That's pretty remarkable. Right, yeah. Assuming they had a lot of support from the family. So um, Southern. Oh, and also she had an emphasis in um, interior design at the time. Cool. So Southern Utah University is about three and a half hours southwest of Utah State. So my assumption is she got her associate's degree and then they moved down for that. And that's where they kind of ended up and that's where they started, you know, the rest of their family. And so they lived in this small town called Santa Clara, which was just a few miles from um, the St. George community in which she works. So St. George's is a little tiny community. They lived just outside of it. From there, she worked as a design consultant and some of her work was showcased in the St. George Parade of Homes. So, in more recent years, she was a real estate agent in the St. George area for Summit Sotheby's. That's like a a chain or whatever. Have you heard of the Sotheby's real estate? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So she worked for, um, you know, Sotheby's real estate in the St. George area. Over the years, Christy and Kenneth had two more daughters named Cameron and Kaya. The family lived in an upscale neighborhood in a well-maintained five-bedroom, four-bath house. It's estimated that their house was valued around 400000 So I would venture to say that they were doing okay for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Kenneth had had a, several different jobs throughout the years, including the manager of a Walgreens, and most recently, to the timing of this story, he was a bail bondsman for bad boys bail bonds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From all accounts that I've read, they had a great marriage, seemed very close. People reported that they were always affectionate towards one another. They had a close bond as a family with their daughters. One of their daughters also recalls them, you know, having a happy life. She said that her dad was always, she always remembers her dad working hard to take care of them and always wanted them to experience joy. Specifically, she remembers one time that her mom saw something at a store that she wanted but didn't buy it because she was like, well, I don't need it. We don't need to spend the money. And then the next day, her dad went out to buy this specific item just That's because nice. he really wanted her to have it and that he just always wanted to see his girls happy. Uh, people described Christy as having an infectious smile. She made everyone who came in contact with her feel important, special, and put, she put a smile on their face. Her coworkers at the real estate company said she was always putting her girls first and would make her schedule around what her commitments were with them. So by all accounts, this family was the perfect little family and had it all. Hmm. I'm not know feeling good about Miss Viking. Well, I mean, we do have this crimes podcast, so. There was only one report that the couple had filed a bankruptcy in 2010. It was basically stated in one article that I read, and that was it. So there wasn't a whole lot on it. So I I mean, I've known people who have filed for bankruptcy, and they come out of it fine. It's something they do, and years later, they recover, and they recover financially, and they can make it through it. So I have a feeling that this didn't play a huge role or – like wasn't a detriment to their or trauma right. in their life. It 
may may or may not have happened because I don't know for sure. And if it did, it it happened and it was like, okay, we've moved on. Got it. So this perfect little family had a few things to celebrate in 2017. Christy and Kenneth will both turn 40 that year or would have both turned 40 that year. And their 18th wedding anniversary was in August. So in the spirit of celebration, they decided to take a family Alaskan cruise in July of 2017. Heck yeah. I know. Christy, Kenneth, their three girls, Christy's parents, and both of her brothers went on this cruise together. The couple and the girls had an adjoining balcony room with the other family members on the cruise. So they started their trip in Seattle, as this is where they would board the Emerald Princess on July 23rd, 2017. I actually have visited their oldest child, Kaylee. Her Facebook page is the only one that really, I mean, that is really actually still active on Facebook, or at least publicly. Okay. I can't really see what's on the other ones. Um, And there are pictures of them out and about in Seattle before boarding, and then also a picture of her cruise card in hand just before boarding. So they left the port, and they were all off on their seven-day adventure around Alaska. Side note, I've always wanted to do one of these Alaskan cruises because I have heard they are amazing. I have too. I have a friend who is a travel agent, and she books them. Oh, does she? But I think cruises are really scary. I'm scared of everything. Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm not really jumping on a cruise, but I I think in the future I'd like to do it. And I've the only reason we didn't do it because we've been to Alaska – because my husband is from Alaska. And so we went to his home town, which w- is not a stop on any Alaska. Right. Place, I don't think. So we got, we couldn't go to Alaska and not go there. So I think like in the future I would do the cruise because I just hear it's just beautiful. But anyways, one day, bucket list. And also after this break, <laughs> I will get into the meat of the case. <laughs> I'm actually wondering if you know what's going to happen because I feel like based on what I've told you so far – who knows? Who knows what can happen? Yes, yeah, but cruises are scary. Yes, they are. So anyways, we'll be back. Okay, so the Manzaneras are off on their Alaskan cruise. And at this time, their children are between the ages of 13 and 22. So we know their youngest is 13. We know their oldest is 22. I have no idea how old their middle child is. Okay. So it's, it's literally not in the reports anywhere. <clears throat> but regardless, everyone's fairly young. I believe the first step on the cruise is catch catch. Ketchikan. Ketchikan? Okay. Say that? I don't know. <laughs> it's in the, on the southeastern coast of Alaska. It's apparently a popular cruise spot, and it's known for its for the Misty Fjords National Park, which is a glacier-carved wilderness with snow-capped mountains and waterfalls. Wow. Yes, I pulled that directly off of the website. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia, we see you. <laughs> yeah. Christy and Kenneth do some fishing there during the day. And I believe the other family members had joined them as well. <clears throat> but all everything was just talking about how they had gone fishing. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that they were all there. They seemed to be having a fun laid-back day, according to witnesses. During this time, Kenneth had two beers. And when, when they got back onto the boat, they stopped at a place on, ball, on board called the Salty Dog. Mm-hmm. The Salty Dog is like a chain yes. bar. Well, I assume it's the same thing. I don't know. I know. I just didn't know it was on actual cruise Yeah. Ships. I actually looked it up to see if it was like a place they stopped before they got on the boat, like in that city of Alaska, but it's I, I couldn't find it. There is one in another part of Alaska, but not Yeah. There. So anyway, um, they stop at the Salty Dog, and 
where he proceeds to have two more pints of Heinekens and two dirty martinis, followed by one more Heineken. Okay. That's a lot. lot, Lots going on. We're mixing a lot of things here, Mm -hmm. Kenneth. Right. Oh, well, and they head back to the room and to get ready for dinner, and he has a glass of wine in the room. At this point, Christy makes a comment about, okay, maybe you should cut it off, stop drinking, like we, we're going to dinner. Let's stop this. It's not it's not stated if Christy has had any drinks at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she was drinking as well and if she was not as much as Kenneth was. Also, <clears> you're <throat> on a cruise and cruises are scary. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't drink a lot. <laughs> oh, don't do that because just knock you right overboard. By the time anybody realizes that you're gone. Have you been on one? I have. <laughs> okay. I was like, I, I drank a lot on mine. <laughs> I didn't. I'm scared. I wasn't, afraid. I wasn't afraid of that. So anyway. Death traps. Well, they can be. So they go to dinner where the rest of the family is already seated at the table, her parents, brother, and their daughters. Kenneth is being somewhat obnoxious, which he later admits to. He's trying to force, you know, Chrissy to kiss her and is just saying things that he shouldn't. No real examples of it. It's just stated that way. Could have had something to do with all of those drinks that he had, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, so I didn't mention this at the time, but I, or I didn't mention this earlier, but I don't know that I would have made it to dinner. If I had had all those beds. Oh, I know. You're right. You just lay right down in the bed when you get back to the room. Let's just order something for room service. You know what, though? We're different on vacation. Well, that's true. We rally on vacation, so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, we'll see. But anyway. So, Christy's brother kind of mentions his behavior, makes some sort of remark to her, and Kenneth gets annoyed, stands up, says something rude to him, and leaves dinner. Christy follows him along with two of their three girls, I believe the oldest and the youngest. They get back to their cabin and they start to argue about the day. And at one point, Kenneth asks his daughters to leave the room so that mom and dad can have a conversation. It's believed that they go next door to the where the other relatives are staying to their room. And at some point, the girls can hear them arguing and Kaylee decides that she's going to try and go back to the room and stop them from fighting. She's like, I don't want them to do this, you know, but she can't get into the room and her dad's yelling back at her. Don't come in here. I mean it. Probably not the way I just said it. Probably a little louder. Okay. (laughs) She heard her mom scream and her and her sisters go back into the adjoining room and go out to the balcony where, because they have an adjoining balcony too. And the two girls are in shock by what they're seeing. Their father is straddling their mother on the bed and is repeatedly hitting her in the face with his fists. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. These poor girls. No, I can't. Mm -mm. Clearly, there are some screams and Kaylee runs into the hallway and is frantically trying to get help because they can't get in through the sliding doors either. One of the unfortunate parts of this story is that Many of the cruisers, the other people on the cruise at the time, were taking part in a murder mystery night the same time that this is occurring. So they assume that the screams they hear are part of the program. Oh, my gosh. That's like a TV show. Right? I know. I know. That's very unfortunate. It was. Kaylee ends up getting help, and an emergency call is made over the ship's speakers for the security team to attend to their cabin. But again, a lot of the people on the cruise and even some staff also thought this was part of the act. 
One person on the cruise said that they thought it was part of the act, but at the same time, they could hear actual fear in this person's voice. And so it made them think, maybe not. Can you imagine if you were the little girl running around screaming, like, I need help, my mom needs help, and people were like, oh, she's good. Right, yeah, good actress. Oh, my gosh. No, can't. I can't. So during all of this, Christy's family comes back towards the cabin and Dallas, her brother, runs into, somehow manages to get into the cabin and sees Kenneth dragging Christy out to the balcony door. <gasps> he runs and literally grabs her by her ankles because he's convinced he was about to like throw her overboard. Grabs her b- by the ankles and pulls her back in. Basically, I think if he didn't get there when he did, when he did, it, she would have been overboard. <clears throat> the room was entirely splattered with blood. Christy had been so badly beaten, she was unrecognizable. Oh, bless her heart. The security staff worked on her for more than 20 minutes, but pronounced her dead on the boat. There were several reports from passengers saying that they saw Kenneth at some point trying to jump off of the ship himself. <clears throat> And there were reports of passengers hearing him say, my life is over, <clears throat> and that he only did it because she wouldn't stop laughing at me. Oh. But there's like, he never says that. These are random reports. So, but anyway, security eventually detains him, cuffs him, and keeps him in a cabin until they're able to dock the next day. Now, FBI is called and comes onto the ship the next day when they dock in Juno. There's a special maritime territorial jurisdiction of the U.S. when it comes to crimes out in sea, and their ship was traveling about seven miles off the shore, and the U.S. has jurisdiction until about 12 miles off the shore. Okay. I don't know what happens after that, like who has jurisdiction, but I just know that this, they they still have jurisdiction within 12 miles. However, the crime is not affiliated with any specific state because they were at sea. So it's considered U.S. jurisdiction, which means the FBI gets involved. Got it. Just to explain that. Learn something new every day. (laughs) The FBI takes Kenneth into custody and starts to interrogate him, and he immediately starts talking and admits to just about everything. There's a transcript of his interrogation online, and I read the entire thing, and there's a lot of things that are unintelligible, literally, like that's what they write, UI, (laughs) in parentheses, next, and like dot, dot, dots, because it's still... I have no idea what he's saying. Not sure if that was like shock or just – I don't, it was a rough read. I don't think that he was still drunk by the next day, but I guess it's possible. But So it may have been just like shock and he just – Or maybe he was emotional to- or crying or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure he was. So anyway, he starts with the day of fishing, tells that story, goes all the way until he asks the girls to leave the room, and that's when we find out somewhat of what happened inside this room. Kenneth states Christy was upset about his behavior and they argued about it. She said several times that she's done with him and that he needs to get off of the boat in Juneau and travel back to Utah by himself. And he states that she said, I knew you would find some way to ruin this trip. Mm -hmm. So I tend to think that maybe they were having some issues before. It's not stated at all. He even still says that there's nothing wrong with their marriage, but I feel like there's not that would be nothing a, wrong with anybody's marriage. Well, no, I know. But that would be a quick jump to say you get off of this boat and go home tomorrow over one argument, like one day of being a little obnoxious and drunk to me. A hundred percent. I agree. You know, so he asks her, he's like, well, what do you mean? Are you divorcing me? And according to Kenneth, she never answers that question. She just doesn't, doesn't get one. So now at this point in the interview, Kenneth does mention 
does not mention anything about Christy laughing at him, but one of the other witnesses says. And I would say that possibly this is when she would have started because all of a sudden she says, please stop. What are you going to do? Beat us all up or something? And so maybe she was just kind of like making fun of him in a way if Mm -hmm. this laughing thing occurred, which he doesn't mention, but he was heard saying on the boat. Okay. So who knows? I don't know. He doesn't say that. He just says it. That's what she says. He remembers grabbing her by the wrists or the shoulders as if he was just trying to say, like, come on, stop. You know, like, let's cut this out. And then then he remembers yelling at his daughters not to come in. He remembers hitting her one time, and then she was laying there, and her head was covered in blood. And he says her lip was swollen and bleeding, and he hit her again. Why would he hit her again? That's so. That's so funny. Not funny, but... The, the cop said the exact same thing to him. You saw her face was bleeding and and swollen, and so you chose to hit her again. Like, you noticed that, and then you chose to hit her again. He's constantly mentioning how none of this makes sense, that they had a long, happy marriage. Everyone will say they were a great couple. He doesn't understand how this happened. It doesn't make sense. That's like throughout the whole conversation, he says it multiple times. He's asked if he has ever been violent or hit Christy before, and he says never. He said he can remember a couple times after some drinks, if they had an argument, he would put his hands on her shoulders like he's saying he did and like just like as a snapper out of it, kind of like, you know, sit you on the bed, whatever, gain control of the situation. But that was the extent of it. He admits that there were times he punched holes in walls Mm. at an old house and that he punched an armoire and a cabinet in the bathroom. And he states that it's always been a joke ever since he was little that he gets worked up, snaps, and then it's over. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so funny. It's not a funny joke. Right. He admits to also breaking several TV remotes over the years and flipping two end tables. So <laughs> what in the world? He and, – and I feel like – clearly I didn't hear this conversation, but I feel like it's all said like nonchalantly like – well, yeah. So I've had a couple outbursts and I've put holes in walls and, you know. Broke TV remotes and flipped end tables? He sounds like my six-year-old. Right. Right. Like, okay, fine. Maybe one time you punch the wall because you're mad. You're like, oh, still shocking, but like one time. This is like multiple things over yeah. the marriage. You, fine. You never hit her. But I feel like this is like an escalation mm-hmm. kind of situation here. These are not adult behaviors. No. So – there's no, about, no doubt about this, that he did w- this to his wife. I mean, it was clear. He was the only one in the room with her. A girl saw him. He brutally beat her beyond recognition. It's stated that he basically used his fists at a, as a hammer. That's how badly she was beat. Oh, my gosh. Face. That sounds horrific. She had multiple skull, skull fractures and died from blunt force trauma to her head and face. He, he punched her to death. Can you imagine over- how hard you would have to hit somebody? To cause mm-hmm. skull fractures? To yeah. break bones? Right. No. I am no. Mm-mm. No idea. So in February, because this was in 2017, in February of 2020, Kenneth's plea of guilty was entered into the courts. He pled guilty to second-degree murder because he fully admitted he did this. On June 3rd, 2021, he appeared in court for sentencing. So this was all like recent, the sentencing part of it. The maximum sentence for this is life. Kenneth's attorneys asked for him to get seven and a half years. Their reasoning was for this was because there had been no prior instances of 
um, abuse or violence and that many had stated they had a good marriage. They said that his, this had just was a series of unfortunate events and that they claimed that he had brain injuries from years of playing contact sports like boxing, mm. football, and wrestling. He also had undiagnosed bipolar disorder and medication he had he had been taking, including testosterone and an amphetamine-like weight loss drug, did not did not mix well with the alcohol that he had been drinking that mm-hmm. day, and it caused an episode of rage. According to his attorneys, testosterone is well known for causing the manic switch. And medical records show that he was prescribed these days before the cruise and he injected it double the dose, which caused the manic switch. Mm. The attorneys also stated that his daughters didn't want to lose both parents and that they do hold their father responsible for this, but understand that mental illness and impairments may have played a role in it. The judge ultimately sentenced him to 30 years, though. Wow. Yeah. So uh, because of just the brutality of it, like right. he, he does remember coming to, even if he's like in this rage state and he's like blacked out, he does remember coming to and admitting seeing her face swollen and still continuing to hit her. So on July 14th, 2021, at the age of 43, Kenneth was found in his jail cell at Lemon Creek Connection- Correctional Center in Juneau, unresponsive at 6.59 a.m., they performed life-saving me- measures until EMS arrived at 7.14, but he was pronounced dead at 7.42 a.m. No foul play was expected, and it was not a COVID-19-related occurrence, according to the official press release from the DOC, but that is all that they say. Oh, we don't know how he died. No. Just, well, yeah, just said he was unresponsive. So who knows, like, if he had a he- heart attack or whatever, like, nope. Mm-mm. But also, you said not in, COVID nineteen <laughs> in Juno. They kept him in Alaska, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, yeah. Which was interesting. I don't know if that's because that's where he was arrested, and you know, it wasn't affiliated to Utah or any other state. And so it was like, well, that's where we took him into custody. So that's where we right kept him. Oh me, oh my! So these girls have no parents. Nope. Yeah, and I haven't seen. I mean, like I said, I've been on the um, oldest ones web or Facebook page and she's still active, but I don't, yeah, I don't have any, I mean, clearly this is, I mean, a few years recent, his death is even more recent within the next last few months. So. Well, that's terribly sad. Yeah, it is. I wonder how Nicole heard of this story. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I should ask her. Maybe I will. And before we, uh, post this. <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. It's certainly, it was an interesting story. At first I was kind of like, well, this is going to be, I don't know what this is. But then as I dove into it, I was, I became more and more interested. Yeah. Especially with that little twist at the end with dad there. Right. Yeah. Well, that's terrible. Poor Christy, poor children. I mean, I feel like my first question, but you mentioned it was probably Kenneth had some sort of mental health issue going on there that, was either undiagnosed or not being treated correctly or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and he right. clearly was a self-medicator. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, you know, put those together and put, put them on a cruise and right. this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Sad that these girls witnessed it. It is. Yeah. Well, thanks for covering. Thanks for the suggestion, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Happy Monday, everybody. Yes. 
<laughs> like not far from Thanksgiving. I know. We're only a couple weeks out. I know. Yeah. So we hope everyone is having a good fall and come find us on all the things. We love reaching out. Great suggestions. As always, you guys always knock it out of the park. It's been forever since we've even not done a suggestion, I feel I know. like, which is amazing. I mean, you guys are keeping us alive at this point. I don't know what yeah. would happen if I had to pick my own case at this point because these suggestions that come in are just super good. I know. So, I know. Yeah. Keep them up. We like it. And um, if you like what you hear, we would love for you guys to give us a shout out or rate and review us and let us know your feedback and what you think. We really appreciate that. It makes us happy. It's thankful season. Come do that for us. And always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet. <laughs>